Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Albert, and who is playing some games with me tonight? This is everyone's favorite king of useless knowledge, Joe Butler. And this is your friendly neighborhood YouTuber and uh, <laughs> player of many games, as well as getting Mike to play some games that he may not have wanted to play in the first place. Uh, Richard <laughs> Sampson with my uh, with my YouTube channel, Rich Kale, and stuff on fixed sites under my name. <laughs> and this is Blair Farrell from ComicBookVideoGames.com. And how much much can one DLC cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> Yes, yes, it can. God it costs a lot more than $10 sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> oh, fun Yeah, but fact. you can get some good content with sometimes with those $10. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not always. Yes. Oh, funny thing that I was, I'm was i in some random, I'm in many different groups. In some Resident Evil group, somebody was bitching because he was in England and he wanted to buy uh, Resident Evil 4. He's like, it's 35 pounds here. It's only $10 in America. And they're like, no, it's the separate ways. DLC is $10. And it made me laugh that. I mean, like, I get it. You get confused, but I posting on Facebook is not the best idea because people are assholes, including me, now, apparently. Now you have me wondering what the current conversion rate is. I have no idea. 15 in Canada. Because I bought it last night. One United <laughs> States dollar is 8.2 pounds sterling right now. Oh, okay. All right. But as we, we do every month, this is your what are you playing for September 2023? And I have I will start as we start almost every freaking episode of this now for the last like six months marvel snap. we'll start with yes we'll snap our way into the beginning i have been playing marvel snap as always and a tragic thing happened this past week i summer yesterday i actually went through a day where i let my missions cap out and i missed a mission never happened before i was sad it really doesn't matter but i was sad <laughs> i'm really good about never letting that happen i'm always doing my missions so i get all my currencies so i can upgrade my cards but yeah i, I was sad i was like no i'm normally up to date on this what happened Oh no! I mean, it's like doing the pu- like doing the puzzles on that they offer. Like I do every day. I do the guess the game, the wordle, the connections. Now that's a fun one to do on <laughs> New York Times, and then all the also do uh, what the map, which is run by friends of mine, Nomads of Fantasy. There's a thing called what the map, where every every day it's a different video game map. Okay, now you've got me looking this one up. <laughs> You're welcome, and all those listeners, you got Nomads of Fantasy too. Good guys. I've been on their show sometimes. <laughs> Oh, Blair, do you still play Marvel Snap? I've never played it once. Oh, you never got into it? No, I do not like card games. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'm still I'm still in to get my $10 every month without question. I, I tell myself, I'm not going to do it this month. The moment the season pass goes up, my $10 go in and I get the new card. I mean, it's not automatic. I literally have to go in and do it. And every month I'm like, <sighs> I felt like an outsider looking in when it came out last year because everyone I know was on social media just playing it but i was also playing marvel's midnight suns and i was like i was i finished that but i mean i was not good at it like i'm very dumb when it comes to card games and strategy like i try to brute force everything because i just do not have like a strategic or tactical bone in my body (laughs) snap is pretty simple for the most part doesn't matter if you don't care as much. I mean, I've, I've got to the point where I don't care if I lose. I don't care if I win. Like, I just care about my missions. I think my last mobile game addiction was Marvel, or no, sorry, not Marvel Puzzle, was uh, the Capcom Puzzle Fighter, the short-lived one that everyone hated because the art style was not great, and that was indeed the case. But, uh, I mean, let me use Regina and 
Dr. Wiley in Phoenix Wright, so I miss it every day. Don't you mean Dr. Wiley? That's true. <laughs> Dr. Wiley! Dr. Wiley. You'll have to top Dr. Wiley. Uh, but I, I'm still into it. Like I, I still enjoy it. I, I make my effort to do my missions every day. I just got a new card today. I bought with the tokens one of the one of the many currencies in the game, Ravona Renslayer, which I won't be using anytime soon because I don't care. I just wanted owner. <laughs> game's fun. I, I still I have a lot of respect for the game still, and I play it every day still. So no, I it, it's just it's just one of those things that like I, I got into and I. I will not touch any other mobile game. Like I did actually download the Final Fantasy Everdrop or whatever the hell that game is called. I downloaded that thinking that I would play it and I still have yet to touch it. Wait, this is a square I, mobile game? Yeah. Okay. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> <laughs> don't even don't even start. <laughs> I, I I won't. I have no I have an interest, but not enough to actually do anything about it. So oh, hold on, I'm getting a live notification. It's already been shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is accurate. <laughs> I know they're terrible about stuff like that. So <laughs> no, it looks cool. It's supposed to be the whole like FF seven story, like the stuff that I couldn't play. And I was really excited for it. I pre-registered, which means nothing, but I was all excited to finally play it. And then it came out. I downloaded it tutorial stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just, just turned it off and haven't went back. No, so. it's, it's okay. It, it's the final fantasy game that stars. Everyone's favorite bad guy, Sephiroth, you know, the homosexual character that refers to cloud as a puppy. And other things that I make fun of on Facebook recently. I unfortunately know what you're talking about. God, that game's gay. Is this the remake you're talking about? Yeah, the, the re- newest the, one. The newest remake. Uh, the, the, the there's a bunch of gameplay and stuff coming that came out, and it has like Red Thirteen riding a chocobo and stuff like that. But there's a scene where like it's Cloud and Sephiroth, you, which you get to play Sephiroth in the re- in the new remake, which is Rebirth. It's called, I believe. I got nothing. And so, it's Lance, just... so Lance Bass was 21 years too early. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so, yeah, so I still play Marvel Snap. There's not a whole lot else. I just it's there. It's a good game. Loki's a, is a really fucking broken card, and depending on when you're listening to this, they've probably been unbroken. So okay, they're I, they're going to patch it the moment the season is over. So yeah, it works because it's season pass card, so they won't touch it until after the month is over to people paid for it. So, Joe, what is something you've been playing? Oh, cool. I'm glad you asked. Uh, hey, do any of y'all like Monster Hunter? Never I've it. never gotten into it. I think I've seen somebody play Monster Hunter 3, though. I like the Monster Hunter in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, question mark? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, the DLC character. Yeah. God, we're going to keep making fun of that game today. Well, I have a game for y'all. It's Monster Hunter now. As a as an old man now, officially, since I've hit 30... Uh, I have developed <laughs> yep. what I, I've developed what I refer to as dumb fingers where I'm not as quick and fast in games as I usually am. So Monster Hunter is a little bit hard for me, especially playing with friends. because My friends are all like really high level. Uh, Monster Hunter now does not require a lot of dodging skill. It's usually just beating the shit out of monsters and it still has the niceness of like, oh, you get to customize your armor. There's only like four monsters out that you can defeat, but I'm having a good time with it and there's no pay to win mechanics in it yet i think i only paid for like oh welcome to the game do you want to pay ten dollars for a bunch of coins and and potions and stuff like that and i was like yeah i'll give them ten dollars it's whatever and but other than that i haven't been spending money and i've been having a good time with it okay mm-hmm. this is like pokemon go right it's like it's a very much it's been made by the same people as pokemon go okay, that's enough. what i saw that was niantic you posted it and i haven't i love pokemon go at one point but that that ship sailed <laughs> 
Isn't well, this the same Niantic <laughs> who like canceled like a Marvel game and another game and just laid off a bunch of people and then they just launched a new game? Yeah, it it all goes with like money mechanics because you have all these people that are trying to milk the Pokemon Go thing. Funny enough, the Monster Hunter game rips off the movie and they put on Twitter, we swear to God, we were planning this before the movie came out. So please don't say we're a ripoff of the movie. The Milovich movie? Yeah, because the, the plot for the mobile game is that the mo- the Monster Hunter monsters are showing up in the human world, which is the technically the plot of the Mia Jovovic movie. Isn't it the hey, opposite? Hey. Doesn't she go to the Monster Hunter world? I think they show up and then they follow them at like the after like the first <laughs> 30 minutes of the movie. I've seen that movie and I don't even remember. <laughs> it's a very forgettable movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so boring. I did not see it and have no. Well, I, I say I have no interest in seeing it, but who the fuck knows of this podcast? Oh, no, I'm going to make you fucking watch it one way or another. God damn it. Because <laughs> I, I haven't watched it yet. And I yeah. but I also like Monster Hunter. Oh, We're, sure. If you can get going. people that want to do it, go. We'll do it. Why not? Wait. I do everything else. You're gonna go through the Resident <laughs> Evil. You're gonna go through the Resident Evil movies. You have to continue in the trend of directors who pay for movies <laughs> for their wives at the end. <laughs> After I that, it's Underworld. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen you... the Underworld movies, and I'm interested. I we just I've seen over the DVDs and are unpacking. We have the entire series. <laughs> I do too. I I bought it at a at walmart not too long ago i have the whole set too i i love those movies so i've only seen a couple but i, I have a uh, soft spot for kate beckinsale so god damn really of course i do <laughs> i haven't seen it since i was sure a kid and i'm sure i'm assuming 30 some year old mike will be a much more attracted to kate beckinsale and leather and stuff like that because i'm much more into goth stuff and things like that so i'll much i'll be way more interested than i was as a kid so yeah at some point it's on my list i believe that <laughs> <laughs> You've heard enough of the podcast. Yes, I have. I know you call me out every once in a while, too. Yeah, of course. Nothing bad. But yes. I know, I know it's nothing bad. I was listening to the uh, Blair Witch one this morning. Oh, so was I. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, re- I, I, I do remember. I didn't see that movie myself, but I remember when it came out, and I do remember the hype. That was yeah. viral marketing done right. It was. I will say what, that. What can I say? I'm a good witch. <laughs> and i picked up some of those parodies that uh kenneth oh, yeah, we made. <laughs> I just shook my head too oh uh, fucking hilarious too uh, richard what is something that you've been playing oh well uh, let's see i i know one thing i've been enjoying is the new dlc chapter of dead by daylight they added the alien <laughs> and ripley to the game oh my god this is one of those ones they di- they got pretty much completely right with the only exception of not really having Scorny Weaver ri- voice Ripley, but my God, playing as the alien in that game is just perfect. They got its fluid movement right. It's the only killer in the game that actually holds uh, holds them with one hand, not <laughs> over the shoulder. He just walking, holding by the neck. Boom, 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 boom. And I I've wish seen- I was into that game more, but I was not. Same. It's just one of those beautifully done things. I mean. Ten dollars for that. Worth it. Is that the one game where you technically with Dead by Daylight, can't you play as fake real people now? Like as a full Wait, team? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they, they recently added Nicolas Cage. That was before this chapter. And but, yes, I did pick that one up, too. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> well, I didn't grab it right <laughs> away. <laughs> well, no, yes, I did. 
No, I, wait, I <laughs> yes, weighed I, a little bit because I wanted to make sure I had funds for it. I wanted to see how much it was because I'm going to try and grab all the DLC because you cannot purchase the the licensed characters without paying for it. Well, yeah. Plus, some of the characters I know are just gone. Uh, yeah, like, right. Stranger now, Things, I think, is gone. The demo. Uh, yes, so. if you purchased it before it went away, you have it. Yeah. But there is, I think they were trying to plan something out to bring it back. So who knows what's going on. But I also, I've been working on games for the for the show, as you know. I mean, I'm the one that convinced him to aim for, I have no mouth and I'm a scream. Yes, oh my God, are. really? Yeah, we're doing it. I, I just got to set a date, but it'll be, I already know when it's going to come out. <laughs> yep. So hopefully when you, you decide the date, I it doesn't have any conflicts for me. I mean, there's going to be I'll one weekend. Around, but. Yeah, there's only one weekend in uh, October that's bad for me, and that's getting close to the end of the October. So we're going to New York. But uh, I also, Man. I've been, I mean, I've been working through the games for my channel. I mean, I just recently finished Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. There are Indiana Jones video games? Yes, there's yeah, two. There's a few. Oh, yeah, I have, uh, I have all, I have four of them. Uh, there was any, the graphic the adventure for graphic adventure or however they wanted to call it the adventure for the last yeah. crusade then they had the fate of atlantis in the official timeline of the games well i'm playing them as they were released but then you have the infernal machine which that was one released on multiple platforms and Is that the xbox one or also was on xbox like third person uh, no, no, you're thinking oh. of the next one, which Emperor's is Emperor's Tomb. Tomb, but That's I will game. be playing that soon. I'll be starting in on that soon. Uh, but when you have this one, it was what Indiana Jones would have looked like in a Laura Croft style. And it it had its good points. It has its bad points. And one of those bad points is just trying to mess with the controls. <laughs> I mean, it has a map for in the game, which you do not necessarily have in any of the early Tomb Raider games. And you just have to muck about with it to figure out how everything works. But that was actually an interesting thing. And of course, it an important lesson it teaches Indy. Don't trust a spook. Never, ever, ever trust a CIA spook. Okay. Not in media. <laughs> not in media. <laughs> Maybe not in real life either, to be honest. But hey. <laughs> yeah. But I've also uh, been I've been retrying something I only did on the Nintendo 64. I have been playing through Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on my 3DS with a three heart minimal cha- uh, minimus, minimalist challenge. No, thank you. I mean, I'm going through the game. I'm only picking up things I actually need to complete the game. And I'm only no hearts except the three I start with. Do you have to like mod the game and do that, or did you just like avoid? No, eh. you just you avoid just avoids it. everything. I mean, I've grabbed only one item that is somewhat optional. I haven't decided if I really need to use it yet or not, but it's one of those pickup items that sometimes you don't know you grab it until you've actually grabbed it, and then you're like, ah, oh, I didn't want to grab that, but I haven't decided if it's uh, completely useless or not. But it means I'm literally playing the game without Epona. Yeah, no, thank you. I also agree. That sounds awful. It is a challenge, and uh, believe it or not, when I first did it, it was back in the days when the internet was young, and if you wanted to find out some challenges for Nintendo games, you relied on Nintendo Power. They actually had it in there of a three-heart challenge. Of course, I never sent in the proof that I did it, but it's it's an interesting challenge to pull off. Now, if I was doing it that you had to have no deaths in the game, 
uh, that's going to be a lot more. Cha- that would be a lot more challenging. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Hi. Yeah. No, thank you. But right and, now, actually, going to be starting in on the Water Temple. So. Oh, you're getting there. Yeah. All right, and Blair, what are some games you've been playing? I had pl- <clears throat> planned for things, and I was getting a bit worried that I wouldn't actually be able to play them because. I just moved at the start of this month and we're still trying to figure out literally everything. So it's like I got Mortal Kombat 1. Actually, I I pre-ordered the premium edition because I wanted first access to Peacemaker whenever he comes out. (laughs) And I didn't realize this. I know like games have these weird flow charts now where it's like if you pre-order this edition, you would get it early. And I was at GameStop because my fiance works at her local mall and they're like, you get it on Thursday. And I was like, oh, interesting, because I've never had one of those before. So I got that early and then I had to go out of town. So I never actually got to play it until like Sunday. I had like all the installation stuff done. I'm not that far. It's it's really good. Netherrealm fighters have been like particularly great since Mortal Kombat 9. I'm not what you call good at them. I basically play for the story mode, and that's really it. You know, there's people who can tell you about, like, the frames and the juggles and how this one feels compared to 11, X, and 9. I'm basically like Homer with a barbecue, where I watch videos, and it's like, okay, Johnny Cage does that, and then how come when I use him, he looks like a moron who's just slapping? Um, <laughs> Is I appreciate NetherRealm games. You. Yeah, I understand um, that. Because, like, but I, I I like the Street Fighter Capcom style more because they feel looser, like, ever. They still, you know, this is, what, 18 years divorced from Mortal Kombat 3, and they still feel so stiff and dial-a-combo heavy. But really, I'm just there for the story, and it's really interesting, even though, like, I was trying to, uh, my fiancé was coming in and out while I was playing it. And I kind of had to explain how this is like the third Mortal Kombat reboot in like less than 15 <laughs> years. Yes. Because I was like, well, in nine, they rebooted it. And then in 11, they rebooted it again. And 11 then, reboots it? At the end. Yeah. Well, well I didn't throughout know the game, because like they're, they're mucking That's about cool. with time. So like there's a zombie Liu Kang and regular Liu Kang. And Sony is dead. But then Sony from the past is in the present. And, like, Johnny Cage, who's, like, the mature, grown-up version, is kind of mucking about with his kind of, like, brass, like, dickhead, <laughs> like, younger self. And then, like, yep. yeah, like, Liu Kang basically becomes the he, the god. Like, he takes over Raiden's role and kind of resets history. So now this game is, like, reestablishing relationships like, I'm not going to go into spoilers. It's kind of in the trailers that, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are just part of the Link Way. They're not in rival clans, for example. Like, that's just one huh. thing that's happening. Okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to pick up Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 on Steam for five. Every so often they go on sale for, like, five bucks. But I'm upset that Mortal Kombat 9 isn't available. That really upsets me. Yeah, I, I bought a Vita this summer, and I, I have Mortal Kombat 9. But I think I'm going to buy the Vita version because I was playing Injustice on my Vita at work, just going through the story mode. So I play like a few rounds every now and then some watch a cutscenes. It's like the perfect kind of break game. So I think I want to get Mortal Kombat 9 and play it on that because they make really good handheld games. Um, cool. And I guess I was a little bit late to the party because it came out, I think, when I was moving. But I finally got around to picking up the Dimension Shellshock DLC for Shredder's Revenge last week. 
which I didn't realize was paid. But I didn't realize <laughs> there was a paywall on it. That's weird. Yeah, it, it's not expensive, but um, it's not really my type of game. Because you get, like, two new characters, but I think those... You don't have to pay for those. So you get Yusaki Ojimbo and Karai. Oh, they, you get this, oh, they were just there? Yeah, but then you get this new mode, and it's essentially... Like, it's essentially just, like, an arcade survival mode. Okay. So, like, your levels from the main game don't carry over. So if you have, like, a level, max level, like April O'Neil, she's at zero when you start this. And, like, you have to, like, survive, and then you collect, like, crystals, and you're in, like, these different dimensions. Like, the first one is usually, like, the Mirage dimension, so everything is, like, black and white, and it's all divided into panels. It all looks really cool. One's, like, an 8-bit dimension. There's Edo, and it's kind of, like, ancient Japan. And then you get, like, these power-ups, and you can, like, become Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder and, like, get your life back and things like that. Like, I'm just not that great at it. Plus, I'm playing it by myself. Yeah, that, so, I haven't bought Shredder's Revenge yet. It looks really cool, but I don't... I'm waiting until, I find, until it eventually hits, like, $10, and I'll just pick it up. It's okay. on Game Pass. You can just play oh, it. Oh, shit, it's, okay. It's also yeah, on it's Netflix, on Game too, Pass for, like, a year. I don't <laughs> like have Game it, Pass, but I have Netflix. You, you should get Game Pass, Mike. That's how, you, that's how I play a lot of new games now. I don't play new games, though. You get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, I know. I know if a lot of people play. like a year old. It's not exactly new at this point. True. That no, too. I know. But, like, no, Game Pass sounds great. If I was a guy who didn't just play old stuff for a podcast, maybe I, I probably would have Game Pass. <laughs> but I play a lot of old stuff for a podcast. So. No, I, just put on, I just put Turtles on uh, Shredder's Revenge on my wish list. I bought it's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You can play it on Netflix if you have Netflix, by the way. I do have Weird. Netflix. Maybe I should look into <laughs> it's that. It's under game. You can play it with hook controller up to your PC and you can play it right there. I've never done it, but I've heard people mention it. I know so it's there for free. It has Netflix description. <laughs> I huh. I bought Shredder's Revenge on Switch and then I downloaded on Game Pass. And then I bought the regular Xbox edition from Limited Run, and then I bought the mid-tier limited collector's edition for Switch from Limited Run. Now, a little bit of history about where I live. I also bought on P- uh, PS4, because I thought um, I was going to play with Victor Lucas on stream, but I think we just played it on Switch. Where I live used to have a Pizza Hut, but now they closed down. But now they've reopened. And I have a free pizza coupon in my copies of Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> I am Ooh, going pizza. to. I'm getting my free personal pan pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that they were doing that. That made me laugh. You said and, it uh, shut down, and I just thought, wait a minute. My local, the Pizza Hut that I was, that's where, near where I live, shut down, but it had, will never reopen. <laughs> <laughs> but yours wasn't on a Canadian. We had, we had one, and then there was like a little kiosk in our local movie theater, and then that shut down. Oh. And then we had another one, and then both of them, they've been gone now for like a year, uh, or no, years. So I guess the only real thing I've been playing, unless anyone wants to hear me talk about Lego Marvel superheroes for Vita, which is <laughs> kind of interesting, I played F-099. Did anyone else try this? I've oh, I heard it of out? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they shadow dropped it during the direct last week. Oh, I thought it was a to be to be coming. I didn't think they shadow dropped it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not particularly great at it, but it's it's fun. I don't know how much I'm going to play it because that's the thing about these type of games is that I'm always afraid to get into them because I know like they shut down Mario. 
was it Mario 99? Mario, yeah, and Pac-Man. Mario was meant to be, it was only meant to be a short thing, and Pac-Man did, didn't do, had like no traction, and that's why that went. This will probably last a bit, but no, I'm with you. Uh, We'll see, because I don't know. I think people want F-Zero, but they don't know what they want done with it. Like, I think when they put in a new F-Zero now, full price, everyone would say, oh, this is not worth $60, and, like, have that stupid reaction. (laughs) Yeah. It's, Uh, it's, it starts off as, like, a tutorial, and that's, like, the big barrier to entry. What I'm most interested, and hopefully Greg will be on the show this week, because on the new episode of Player One Podcast, Greg uh, Seward wasn't on it, and they said that he didn't like it, and I want to know why. I mean, it's because of, like, the hectic craziness. Well, he's a big racer really, fan, too. Yeah, because it's it, like you're trying to keep the racing line, but there's, like, so much stuff going on around you that it's hard to kind of just, I guess, follow the line. Like, I'm not that elegant with racing. Me either. Yeah, and, like, the only racing game I like to play is, like, Diddy Kong Racing on N64. I downloaded separate ways for Resident Evil 4, but I've only played the first chapter, so I don't really have anything to say on it. <laughs> Does it start on the island? Or no, no, um, never mind. Separate way doesn't start on the island. It starts in the town. It, it, well, the this the one starts, yeah, the original starts in the in the town because it's like Ada ringing the church bell. This one starts in the castle. Okay. I have um, never seen a sexier dance in the opening of a game yeah. than I have in separate ways. I might have looked this up now. <sighs> oh, you guys reminded me of something that I, 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 this is the audience that I can say it to. So when I was in, I was in Boston and a, and a church bell went off. My wife asked me, what was that for? And I wanted to replied, somebody say bingo. But I knew if I did, she would look at me like, what the fuck? And I had to explain it. And she go, you're a dumbass. So I refrained and just went, <laughs> and she's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, you don't want to know. I'm like, you but thank you. I can share that story now. I am. Uh, yeah. I just love the, I didn't love Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, I wanted to like it, and I think a lot of it had to do with my mood. And now, just playing it, it makes me realize why I don't like it. Because boy, do I hate crafting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I remember playing Resident Evil Four last year, and I was like really close to the end, and I was like running out of bullets in a game that just wants you to shoot motherfuckers. And I would kill someone, and I'd be like bullets, and the game would be like crafting material. I'm like no, no, no bullets crafting material bu <laughs> was at least crafting material to make bullets yeah but it's just like i just <laughs> want bullets or health it's like i don't want like half of a fish or whatever or like ten <laughs> nuggets it's like i want handgun bullets i want shotgun bullets and you know what i gave that to you in resident evil 4 in 2005 yeah i swear the ps2 version gives you less ammo but i think that might have just been me but <laughs> I get that. Like that's what RE4 is all about. It's just tons of you know having bullets every all the time. Like you don't. It's not a game where you're going to be running out of ammo. Yeah, I, I did the first chapter, which was surprisingly short. I don't know how long it is. I know everyone right now is. Some people are saying it should be free. Other people are saying it's fine at ten dollars. And I also love. Um, I think it was Uncle Derek from Stop Skeletons, and he was like. Yeah, when we had to get separate ways back in the day, we had to buy Resident Evil 4 again. Yep. <laughs> and if you only had a GameCube for some reason in 2005, like if, if that was the one you chose, you had to go buy a PlayStation 2 in order to play this or wait for the Wii version two years later. Yeah, I mean, 10 bucks seems fine. I mean, I haven't played it and I have no and I'll, I'll play it. So I'll probably play it someday. But 10 bucks seems fine. Like you just if you don't like that price, wait for a sale. Well, I mean, did, a sale right now. Oh, 
Go ahead. Well, Re- yeah, Resident Evil when it first came out, it was Game GameCube exclusive. <laughs> My case still says it too. I have launch day. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hate my. I even hate, the even the cover out. art on uh, Wikipedia only for game Nintendo GameCube. One of my biggest regrets. I had a freaking cutout from Resident Evil Four. The cardboard cutout used to promote it. Left at my parents' house. They put it in the basement when I moved. And it got wet. Oh, breaks my heart. I, I I didn't have room for it. I mean, it would have been like fifteen years later when I finally got a house. And I'm, or fourteen <laughs> years later, I'm like, I have a house. I can put it here. I can put it here, but it's gone. Ah! Yeah, I had a I had a Prince of Persia 2008 one that my friend gave me because he worked at um, the local mom pop game store store, and I was I was big into Prince of Persia. Well, still am, but like this was right after the Forgotten Sands. Yeah, uh, when the movie came out, McFarlane put out all the toys. There was Lego sets. Like Disney really wanted Prince of Persia to hit big. I thought that um, movie was good. It's fine. I like that movie. We watched it at the hotel again a couple of years ago, and it's really hard to, like, you know, watch it now when the star of Prince of Persia is Jake Gyllenhaal and everyone's just tanned white people. Yeah. And they have, like, an excuse as to why he's a white person. But, like, I think of, like, that guy who was in Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. I'm like, man, if they remade Prince of Persia, would say him. Like, this would be terrific. But, you know. They're not going to do that because hopefully that new game that comes out is really good. It looks really good. Oh, the Metrovania um, that's coming. Yeah, yeah. Because I love like momentum. I just hope the combat isn't. I, I hate fighting in in those games. I just want to like run and jump. That's why I love Symphony of the Night. Like, there's no difficulty barrier. Just kind of plowing through people. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to do cool flips and shit. I don't give a crap about, like, beating my head against a boss like a Metroid <laughs> Dread. <laughs> I can understand that. Like, a great game, but woo, I can understand. Yeah, Metroid Dread did require you to... You can learn. No, no, learn. Learn, learn their patterns. the wall go together for me. <laughs> yeah. But you are right. No, the game The game tries to teach you. I, I just... It's, it's not just gonna... not what I wanted out of a Metroid game, and then I'm glad that Joe brought it up at the top... Because, like, I have the PlayStation 5 controller and I have the haptics and everything turned off at a system level because my old man hands, like, can't stand those triggers. Like, I remember playing Horizon Forbidden West, which I didn't like at all. But it was it made it even worse was, like, my finger cramping up just trying to pull a bow for the immersion or whatever. Plus, I think the PlayStation 5 controller is too big. I really don't like that thing. That's another reason why I'm going to use the Xbox, but boy, I guess I'm going to be doing the next month for Spider-Man, so I better get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's coming out too. Yeah. I don't have any other games to mention because I haven't played anything else. But, uh, Joe, anything else you played that you want to mention? Sure thing. We're in the middle of a, of a basketball game, and we did that thing that's super illegal where, like, we're trying to score a point. So uh, Blair bent down so I could jump off his back and do a slam dunk. So I'm going to start off with some of the stuff Blair's talking about. I love the Mortal Kombat goddamn story. I only watch <laughs> the cutscenes of those games uh, because Mortal Kombat is just insanely batshit banana shoes. Oh, I uh, love it, too. I remember when Eleven came out and I couldn't afford it. I just waited a couple of days and someone had a super cut. It was like four hours long. And I honestly like curled up in with a blanket and a pillow and just watched it one go <laughs> i've been i've been staying away from the ones for mk1 right now because like i'm intending to get it so my, i want to try and remain some surprise you know 
Oh, that that's fair, but uh, I don't mind being spoiled because I'm already gonna watch the whole IGN released like the entire cutscenes like the the day it came out, which was weird for IGN. But yeah, I, I love kind of weird. Yeah, I love the I I love the idea that the whole plot for for uh, I'll say Metal Gear for Mortal Kombat now is everyone sick of Raiden fucking up, so Liu Kang had to become the new god so he would stop fucking things up. Because the the plot for Mortal Kombat Nine is uh, the beginning starts off with Raiden getting his ass kicked. And instead of telling it, telling himself who it is, he just tells himself he must not win. So they rehash Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 when Raiden's like, what the fuck are we supposed to be doing? And like several people get killed and he accidentally kills fucking Liu Kang just for him to realize that it was supposed to be, was it Shao Kahn was supposed to win? It you, you You're hitting key points there on that one. Now, I, I, the story I do remember, I played through it, loved it. Basically, what you got at the beginning of the game was basically the, the quote, true ending for Armageddon. Oh. Oh. And Shao Kahn was, yeah. yeah, Shao Kahn won the battle. It was him and Raiden. So Raiden, in a last-ditch attempt, sent him back. But he, it's going with the rules of how to safely send a message back in time. You cannot, <laughs> because, if one, you don't know how far it's going to go back. Two, you've got to phrase it in a way that you're not mucking time up too much. But like the butterfly effect. Yeah, literally. So he, he can only send back, and I'm about to die. I can't send a whole paragraph. I must make it simple <laughs> so I know I will understand it, hopefully. He must win. Oh, but it doesn't say who. Okay. I it doesn't say who. He doesn't must say who. win. That's all. That's all it is. So he's trying to ensure things don't happen, trying to understand the meaning and having a chance to, quote, correct things. He tried to prevent Scorpion from killing Bihan, but Shao Quan Chi egged Scorpion on and failed on that one. They try and when he re- when the crystals cra- cracks more after Liu Kang wins. Okay, Liu Kang wasn't supposed to win. So maybe the chosen one is supposed to be Kung Lao. And then Kung Lao gets <laughs> that final fight and... <laughs> and Liu Kang fights Shao Kahn and Liu Kang wins and it's still cracking. And it's not until near the end that he realizes Shao Kahn must be made to think he's won. Then... When he violates the rules, the retribution can be enacted. And it's when he finally realized what was happening. And of course, all this time, I mean, it's kind of hard when you have a when you have a prophetic message and you're trying to one prevent it or understand it, because no matter what you do, you're going to get up because that's how prophecies work. They're vague because they need to be. Time paradox. Yeah, it's, it, the Mortal Kombat. It, it's funny to watch because, like, more I mean, I was there at Mortal Kombat. I never wasn't there in the arcades, but I had on like, one, two, and three. I played on Super Nintendo, and like, it has this extensive lore that's kind of been continuous since then. But it's like it kind of keeps resetting because they almost like they don't know. <laughs> what to do like maybe this i i really i really want to play more because i i love what i played but it's like this is the second time the Liu kang has died in this franchise maybe third <laughs> the, oh yeah well, it, and he died in deadly alliance and then he became a zombie in yeah, deception Liu kang and raiden have gone at odds at, in the original timeline the timeline where DC and Mortal Kombat crossed over. God, I forget about that crap. 
And yeah, that is actually not that bad. It's not a bad game. I've never played it. I have it. But I've never I have played never it. played it myself. But it is acknowledged as canon as we have in 11. We have a flashback to every time Raiden and Liu Kang have been at basically gone at odds. Because a, all. Hmm? Okay. I say, isn't the Joker, isn't the, doesn't like Joker have lines? Isn't he like a DLC character that also alludes to that? Yes. Okay. I think but he was DLC also, though. Yeah, he was uh, for, in the first combat pack for uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, it was like him and Spawn. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, people went gaga over Spawn, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's Keith David Spawn, Spawn. That it was is, a wise thing to do. Uh, it is, we're in the middle of Spawn-tember. <laughs> Spawn-tember? Yeah, it's like, my. I have a friend, Diego, and uh, I don't think they've done anything this year, I haven't seen it, but like, for the past couple of years, they do like spawn related videos and they're normally really interesting it's like diego rivera josh from panels of pixels i think matt draper did one he was just actually added to call of duty war zone he's voiced by keith david yeah huh. oh, that's cool well given spawn's background that fits too i just i've never cared about spawn i don't think i ever will oh we're watching we're making you watch that fucking spawn i've movie. seen that movie by the way i just was a child the last time i saw that movie <laughs> when were you born 87 huh. fits that would have been like the perfect time. Like, I mean, if you were an eight-year-old in '95, yeah, I, like, I just don't. You know, spawn I, fever would have been. I like, mean, I had oh, spawn uh, toys, so I can't really speak a whole lot. I know I had a spawn medieval figure, and I think I had the whatever the hell that demon thing is called. I had that Malabosia, the no. violator, violator. Yeah, and I had I had another one too that had an arm that punched out, but I don't remember a whole lot. But yeah, I had a couple toys, and then I lost interest, and I moved on with my life. <laughs> The year of Spawn, I was 13, so that was the, it was like the HBO show, the movie, and the PlayStation game, which I never got to play until the years later, um, which I wasn't missing much of that thing. is terrible, <laughs> but I'd really like to speak to someone about it, but I think people have tried. I think Matt McMuscle said that he tried to reach out to someone, but they just don't want to talk about it. Okay, I want to see when did that come out? It, I know it was 97. That was my last year in college. I just forget oh. that it exists. Yeah. I don't know. Spawn's just one of those characters that I have no like real interest for, but I love him. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, people were going gaga, I think, over Terminator being in MK11 as well. Spawn's it's a, cool, it's that, a cool looking character. It's a great stuff. profile. I just yeah. like, cracked open. Uh, I've been cracking open action figures to I inherited a one uh, well, not inherited because my mom is still with me thank god she gave me a glass display case I'm basically putting in like McFarland DC figures but I had the Mortal Kombat 11 spawn and this is just a cool looking character I know the stories don't really go anywhere and they keep changing it and retconning it and I know it's been ongoing but like yeah deny he's just like cool he looks cool awesome he looks great in profile and then just to hear keith david like do anything like it's awesome yeah, i won't disagree with that one yeah it but, wasn't until like uh, uh princess and the frog that we could learn that we learned that keith david could also sing so <laughs> never seen I that movie i forget really, he's in that movie i really should watch that movie i've seen most disney movies i've never seen that one even love today on um twitter i think because someone like he announced that he was spawn and someone had replied saying, oh, this is awful because it's just going to entice kids to go play this violent game. Then he just replied back by saying, most kids don't have jobs and their parents are buying them these games. So it's really up to them to decide which they're playing, like keep me out of it. And I was like, this is why you are king. 
Yeah. People are just stupid. Any other in their games you guys want to mention? Oh yeah, uh, continually back backpedaling off Blair. Uh, I have gotten three chapters into separate ways. Okay. Uh, by the way, Mike, the dance I'm talking about is uh, Louise doing a sexy like Spaniard dance. Where like, oh. yeah, yeah, and it it's it's just goddamn so beautiful. And uh, while someone's getting like brutally murdered in front of him, it's just like time to do like <laughs> flamingo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But uh, that that first chapter is really short. It's essentially just a boss fight and like showing off Ada's like abilities, like her having the grappling hook, which is different. Uh, Ada plays a lot differently than Leon. She's got a grappling hook and you can pull enemy shields away, which I haven't figured out how to do yet. But she can also like, which is one thing that's actually really nice. If you like you shoot an enemy far away and they're stunned, you can still hit the X button to melee and she like grappling hooks towards them and then like uppercuts them. So That's cool. Yeah. Um. There, there's also changes they made towards the game storyline. For instance, she's not in a dress. She's in a tight sweater. I mean, that probably makes more sense in a dress, but I do like that dress. So yeah, it, it does. Still wearing heels. Like, say what you will about the Resident Evil live action films, but at least the boots. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the thing that that happens in the game? There, it it plays. It it feels short, but. It feels long enough, but not short enough. Uh, I've seen people clock it in about five hours, which is longer that's, than people. That's not bad for a ten dollars DLC, in my opinion. It's longer than Resident Evil Three, mm. which was a full sixty. Not when I bought it, but yes, yes, you are. Yeah, correct. yeah. I I think one of my favorite recons for it though is that they changed Ada's knife because in the original separate way she has like a stupid little like stiletto knife, and in this one she's got a big honking knife. So I'm glad they changed that. Oh, and then they did. Player, do you, do you beat the first chapter? I the first chapter, like, because you fight the boss and it's uh, you have to like she hallucinates and then and then what? He like his future. You're cutting out just a little bit, Blair. Yeah. Oh yeah, it might not be. Hello. He's cutting out a lot. Yeah, you're still here. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You're still here. You cut out. Because <laughs> I I'm still figuring out our internet and setup. That might have something to do with it. Thank uh... God. They're getting better though. But uh please mind Blair's silence. He is experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Push the button. No, not that button. Explosion. <laughs> but uh I, I like the oh, I, I uh I like that first boss fight. I haven't without spoiling it, I am in I would because technically I, I can't because I don't know where. I am interested to see why Ada's affected by the Novista door or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm uh, yeah, like this scarecrow toxin stuff. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I do need to play this remake, don't I, at some point? It's really good. Uh, I, it's it's on sale now for 40 but I'd probably wait till Christmas. Oh, I'm, I mean, I got other Resident Evil games that I'm going to play before I get to the 4 remake, because I got to play fucking Zero. I got to play Code Veronica, so, yeah. Yeah, by, right. by, the by the time you catch up, it'll be on sale again, but, uh, uh what, what's something that... Oh, there, there's a line that I think's really funny, because they make fun of Wesker and Five for saying, like, global saturation a lot, and there's a, there's a line in the beginning where Ada's like, Wesker, it, it, it appears the entire village is infested, and he goes, ah, yes entire village saturation i'm like shut the fuck up goddamn it they they know what they're doing whenever they had put wesker in this goddamn fucking chapter but uh that's kind of funny though that's that's the thing about resident evil 4 remake why i don't like it as much is because like resident evil 4 is silly in a good way i don't know if Mm -hmm. it was intentional or not and this is just taking that and making it like serious, I was gonna say serious, or because that sounds really dumb, but 
There's, you know, it, it's not a game where a giant statue chases you. Yes. Yeah. And they have, like, trophies, but it's like, oh, we remember that, too. And it's like, yeah, but do you? It's not the same. And nothing against, like, the actors and everything. I just know that if it was exactly the same, it would be not that interesting. And I think it's, for me, it's just too similar that it's not interesting. Okay. How far I got last night, I... I basically got out of the castle, like I manned the cannons and blew up the catapults, and then it was like chapter end, and that's when I shut it off. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to put get through it. <laughs> I'll I'll have to get to it at some point. It looks. In, I'm just I'm glad to see they did separate ways too, though. Separate ways does kind of inherit the like the the goofiness because uh the 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 Novistador that you're fighting is is a like reoccurring boss. And it it really is like the weird because he makes illusions, which is kind of like a nod to the original RE4 when they had to hook him and stuff. But also, I do know it's going to get a little bit sillier because in the trailer they show the laser hallway, and I'm excited to see how they're going to do that in this because there's <laughs> not there's not supposed to be any quote unquote quick time events. So I want to see how they do that. But no, yeah, I also agree with that in Blair too. Where I, I like I do like the a lot of the dialogue from the first one. I still think my favorite one is uh. What is it? What the fuck is his name? The little Napoleon dude is like, ah, yes. I was like, ah, welcome to my family. Do you care to join us? And straight up Matt Mercer, Leon goes, no, thanks, bro. It's just I always remember that line because it's the goofiest line in the fucking game. (sighs) I love that game so much. I love that game, too. But uh, other than that, I have when this is over, I have a cyberpunk installed for the new 2.0 update. So I'm ready to play that as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that everybody's going gaga over right now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you you have a game that's been completely, like, overhauled and, like, was basically shit on for the first, like, three months it came out. Of course, everyone's excited. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So I never got it. $100. It's finally fixed almost three years later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At least they fixed it. But, yes, no, that's a long time. They fixed it for free. No, yeah, you have to, I mean. Yeah, yeah like everybody wants to spend another $100 for the fix. <laughs> I mean, this isn't EA Games, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do have one other game to mention I've been playing. I went back to Vampire Survivors. <laughs> because uh, in the Discord, join our Discord, you link in the show notes. Somebody had mentioned, like, oh, we should do Vampire. And I'm like, so I picked it back up and I went and got all the a lot of the achievements I was missing. I actually beat the game, technically, and got the credits to finally roll. It's a good game. Still a good game. So I'm just trying to have a few achievements left to finish it, but there's not a whole, I mean, it's still fun. It's still, I still think it's one of the best, like it is the reason to have a Steam Deck is for that, that stupid game. You know, you can play other things, but for some reason on the Steam Deck, it's just perfect. See, that's a conversation I wanted to have because I don't have a Steam Deck. I don't particularly want one. And I've been playing my Vita a lot at at work. And today I brought my, I brought an original DS to work because I wanted to, play Elite Beat Agents because yesterday was the 21st of September, so I had to do the Earth, Wind, and Fire level. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, That's why everybody kept posting it, that thing. Okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's incredible that we get to carry your games wherever we go. Like, I went to my parents' house last week, and I was just playing Turok 2 on my Switch, and it was great. But I also miss, like, games that were designed for short bursts. Yeah. Like, there was an elegance... And I think Vampire Survivors is one of them. I know know that's essentially what mobile gaming is now. But, you know, in the era of, like, I know you're getting into the DS stuff now, but I love the Nintendo DS and how many quirky, clever games 
that were built around you have like a couple of minutes go do something but this is like this lego marvel game that i'm playing it's like okay you do like a level and hit you a couple of minutes like each level is kind of broken into three parts and you only take a few minutes to beat so it's not like you have like this big time commitment like that's how mobile games or portable games kind of work and now it's just like Oh yeah, here's an iPhone. Games. You can play Resident Evil Four like 2023 on it. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's no, run very well. I don't play. I mean, I do. I love my Steam Deck. I don't use it like super mobile. I did when I was traveling. I was playing Shadow Hearts, a PS2 game on it. <laughs> While I was sitting on a plane. But no, I, I know what you mean. Like it's just not the same when you're playing games that were made to be mobile and made to play in sharp bursts. Like. And this I is just, I guess, my life's my, my life lifestyle too. Is I know, like, you know, I listen to Player One podcast, and like CJ loves like that PlayStation Portal that's coming out. Because I, I don't, we don't really fight for the TV here. Like, you know, if I want to play a game, normally our television's free. But you know, I'm not a person who has kids or other people where it's like, oh, I really want to play this game, but so and so really wants to watch X. It's normally just like, I'm going to play this. But if you have like a Steam Deck, it's like, well, I can play Resident Evil 4 while my wife or partner go watches like television or something. Yeah, I mean, that that's part of it for me, because like when I, I don't play many PS4 games on purpose because the PS4 is hooked up to the main TV that my wife will watch lately, RuPaul Drake Race. But and like when I did Avengers of the show, the last PS4 game I played, I think, and it was kind of difficult for me because, I mean, at the time, she didn't have other ways to watch TV. And so it was kind of like taken away from her. But so and that's why I love Steam Deck, because I can sit next to her while she watches TV and play. I get 100 percent where you're coming from. Yeah, you 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 watch the movie, uh, you play the game, and watch Blair Witch Project, and not pay attention to Blair Witch Project. That's because Blair Witch Project was boring me. But yes, <laughs> and, you eat, and you eat wings while you watch the movie. I think that was Silent Hill that did it to me. I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, it happened again, by the way. You'll hear about that tomorrow, <laughs> Joe. And other people later, I did it again. I wasn't eating wings this time, but I did it again. What were you watching? Oops, Silent Hill Revelations. Did it again with the wings. It was, uh, it was, the fuck was I even eating yesterday? I don't remember. I was eating something. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I was eating, they hit me. I was like, I gotta put this down. I was eating chili dogs. And I, Ooh, I was at the dogs. scene in Silent Hill Revelation where they started cutting people up in the butcher shop. And I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm done eating now. And then Sonic was like, this is not way past cool. And put down a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't seem to eat while I watch horror movies, even though I do anyway. But hey. Now, if you said you were eating chili dogs while watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That would be fitting, yes. Yes, that would be very fitting. That probably will happen when I get there someday, just so I can make that comment. But yes. All right, any other games you guys want to mention before we go on to movies and TV? I don't I have anything else. much covered here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good too. Yeah, unless I want to touch on playing Resident Evil Deadly Silence, which I... <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> it's almost just like, it's like, I recorded the episode of Resident Evil, and then what he do after that? He played Resident Evil again. Does this sound <laughs> like someone who's had all he can Resident Evil? No. That's a great little port. Like, the backgrounds <laughs> aren't that great, but, like, it has so many user experience enhancements. Like, you can skip the door animations. You can skip even, like, the in-game cutscenes. Like, it just makes it so much quicker. Like, I posted in our chat, like, I think I did two and a half for Jill or 220 for Jill, 245 for Chris. And I did both of them in like under an under two hours. Like you can just fly through it so fast. I have to download that for my 3ds. Mm-hmm. But the eShop's not around anymore, Joe. Yes, and by that I mean <laughs> I bought it on the eShop and I didn't just re-download it. 
I need to do what you did to your 3DS one day. It, it, it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass, but it's worth it. Oh, yeah, no, it sounds worth it. Yeah. Just don't do Kingdom Hearts three and a half by two days, right? Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of things that uh, I want to start with that I've been watching. I went and saw a movie in, that no one probably heard of in theaters called Jurassic Park. It's for, I think it's 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary, whatever it was. Oh, that, that was an indie film from the early 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> I went yeah, and saw that in theater. Huge string budget. Guess what? It still holds up. You mean a movie starring starring '90s heartthrob Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> yes, I love that movie. Salt in 3D. It was all right in 3D, by the way. It didn't look bad. Yes, it pr- it showed us as Weird Al says, dinosaurs aren't all bad. They eat lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember my my late wife and I. We showed that to my daughter when she was younger. Oh, she'll wait till she was a little bit older. I mean, to go with the excuse that the kids in the movie are about her age, or about her around her age at the time. Tried to uh, tried to show her the humor in the scene where the raptors are going after the kids in the kitchen, and the one pretends they can't get the the cover down, and the thing just boom, 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 bonk. Cause I love that the scene. Reflection. Yeah. I just oh, love that yeah. movie. I had to be real for a second. I did not know the song MacArthur Park when the Weird Al song came out. I had no idea what that was parodying. I didn't know that I either. I, know I didn't either. know the song, but I, I tend to look at things when he's, re, you know, parodying something. But that's, yeah, that's Jurassic Park's a great movie. Definitely doesn't match the book, but I no, low, it's still good. I kind of low key want like a remake of Jurassic Park, but of the book, just because I heard that book's way more hardcore. Well, well the, even... the old guy is a villain in the book and gets eaten by a baby T-Rex. That's fine. This is a, a plug for there's a streaming service called Nebula. And there's a creator who I followed her career for a while. Her name is Lindsay Ellis. And she did like a video essay comparing the Jurassic Park novel to the book. It's really interesting. It's only like a couple of bucks to get Nebula. You can like watch it and then watch some of her other stuff. But if you're like want to see a real comparison between the two, because I've never read the book. I don't think I think I tried to as a kid, but then just like went to the general novelizations or whatever. But she has a really good breakdown explaining like the differences and how it like is better and worse. Yeah, mm. I, I've actually read the book. I, really, I think I read it maybe before I saw the movie. Yeah, very possibly that was the case. And I did notice the differences. I mean, to correct you on the one, Hammond doesn't get eaten by a baby T-Rex. He gets what? eaten by the campies. Oh, oh it's been a while. I, I mean, just remember he died. <laughs> Nedry died pretty much to the same to the same fate that he did in the movie. We get a little bit more on what the whole deal was was with the person making the deal with Nedry. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So there are things in the movie, and if you've even seen like the second and the third movie, I believe there's some. I mean, in the book, Grant manages to use a a skull from a velociraptor to communicate with them sort of so they can get out safely oh so that's where two steals that scene from three steals that scene from it oh i thought that was two my bad but because of the popularity of the movie and the changes they made in the movie where ian malcolm lives that's actually retcon in the second book the lost world Mm. because malcolm also dies in the in the first book but it was retcon like rumors of my death are highly exaggerated but was you know, i think Lindsay ellis had like they brought him back because he was so popular in the movies yeah 
But that is a good movie. I'm glad you got to see it, Mike. I saw it before, but my wife kept reminding me how we missed it in theaters because it came out in 2020 and I didn't, or around that time, maybe 2021 when the theaters were trying to do stuff. We we saw it in IMAX, uh, I think it was 2013. Yes, I guess now it's the, what, 30th anniversary, question mark? Probably. And a few years prior to that, they had a midnight screening and uh, a bunch of friends and I went because our, our local theater was uh, doing older movies at midnight. And for the first couple of minutes, the sound wasn't working. So everyone in the audience just started making dinosaur noises. And my friend Steve, he knew the, like, the script. So he started just doing the lines. <laughs> and then, you know, the sound's off. And like Muldoon's there mouthing, shoot ha! And everyone in the audience just started like saying it. Like, it was so much fun. It was like the most memorable movie experiences I ever had. That sounds amazing, honestly. It's a great fucking movie. And uh, one other thing I want to mention quick that I also was watching that I don't recommend. Uh, the Depp vs. Amber Heard trial on Netflix. They have a documentary about it. It's not <laughs> oh, good, by God. the way. It doesn't. Why would you subject yourself to that? <laughs> because I like documentaries, and I thought, okay, this would be interesting. Like, give me more facts. It, I have come to the fact that both of them are really, really shitty people. That's my... It doesn't really like it just wasn't it wasn't very good. It didn't it didn't really like give me information. I was just like I was just like this is stupid. So I don't recommend it. it is wasn't that made by a friend of Amber Heard the past couple of years? I'm not sure, but it, it, it trashes both of them. Like it trashes Amber Heard too. That's fair. So it's Probably not reluctantly did did y'all see my heart. That woman was cr- I mean like some like just so much stupid shit they both did to each other is like my God. And I'm pretty sure she only married him to divorce him to get a ton of money. So pretty sure that's all it was, too. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Did, uh, but yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> did, y'all see, did y'all see the news article that came out where uh, Jason Momo would dress up as Johnny Depp on set just to piss off Amber Heard? And she, like, didn't, like, apparently, this is apparently a rumor, but uh, she apparent, she was making claims that he was dressing up as Johnny Depp to piss her off and kick her off the set because... Uh, he didn't want her there, but also if you look at Jason Moma, he just kind of dresses like that anyways, because they're both like yeah. roughly, they're both roughly the same it's age. Like, have you seen <laughs> Fast X? Because he's basically like a sexy genie. <laughs> no. Like if you've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie, just like just watch Ten and see if you can comprehend everything. Because Jason Momoa is basically doing his Joker edition. That sounds great, actually. I never, I haven't seen like, Fast there's movies this... in a while. Keep going. <laughs> on chairs and he's painting their nails and having a conversation with them like they're talking back to him probably at least watch that movie i've never been into the fast and furious movies myself of course i remember the big deal when no they're they're i mean they're i I try to remember who it was that passed away paul walker that's it thank you i knew it was a paul paul was in the name somewhere like i said i don't follow the movies as a rule (laughs) yeah i mean that's okay (laughs) they're just weird fun i think richard do you have any Shows or movies you want to mention? Well, I did actually. I've been, you know, binging some uh, stuff on YouTube more, more or less right now. I mean, every once in a while, if I need a good laugh, I put on something like game show bloopers and all that. Because every once in a while, you, yeah, I find something I've never seen before in some of those bloopers. I mean, I finally saw the first half of the fa- of where Richard Dawson's Family Feud. The guy's like, everybody's seen the the second guy. An ammo with three letters in its name, alligator. No, the guy that went before him. An ammo with three letters in its name, frog. 
Name something that com- that comes in a summer shower. Snow. What the fuck? <laughs> Was this guy just stupid or what? I mean, I hear of people choking. I mean, they're not as good as September. Let's face it. That's the legendary one of the legendary ones. And if you're not familiar with it, Fast Money. On what month does a woman start to look pregnant? And the woman said September. And okay. Richard <laughs> lost it. Even when he had to do the second person, he couldn't even start the start the round. He couldn't start reading the question because he kept busting out in laughter over the over the question. I mean, even when time ran out, he's like, ah, shit, hell with it. He went through the rest of the questions because he knew he just, he kept losing it because there's bad answers to a question. And then that's that one. <laughs> but I also see got to see some uh, famous Burt Convy slip ups with uh, Password Plus. No, not Password, Super Password. And he was very good at saying the answer to the Super Password or saying the Super Password answer unintentionally and one even happened and it was they 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 got through all the words he went through the words inadvertently putting the last you know saying the the correct answer the contestant still got it wrong but they didn't even buzzer because he said the answer i mean it was like this this blend smoke fog he said smog the answer was smog but the contestant said you know pollution But it's like they were at the end of the round and like he completely blew it. And he he could be unexpectedly good at doing that. And it's fun to watch those reactions, too. But I also like while things were quiet today at work, thank God. (laughs) I know that is. Yeah, I had on uh, I was my daughter got me into hell of a boss. Uh, Ah, what was that? I love that show. I met I met we met Horvitz. uh, and she got Vizzy Pop's autographs uh, last year. Aww. They were at the Too Many Games convention down in Philadelphia in 2022. I got Horvitz's. I more remember him from some of his older stuff. I still like that. <laughs> it's like when it's like, who do I make it out to, Richard? Hey, that's my name. <laughs> that's cool. But, oh, we had a good time with that one. And I just watched the X's and O's episode. I don't know which one that one is off top of my head. Uh, season two, episode three, where we meet Moxie's father. Oh, man, that episode fucking pulls at heartstrings. Oh, yeah, I can get that. I saw that, saw how much of an ass his father is. Of course, uh, my daughter was glad that I picked up that Horvitz also did the father's part. Mm-hmm. I think he enjoyed doing that part. I wouldn't be surprised if he enjoyed doing that part because he could be really nasty in that part. <laughs> yeah, that- is this a YouTube show then? or It's a YouTube show. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. The voice of the character that uh, Richard referred to as Moxie, it's voiced by the guy who voices Invader Zim. Okay. Yep. Vader Zim, Daggett Beaver, Chaos and Skylander. Oh, so Raz from Psychonauts? Yep. Yep. Great <laughs> Matter on uh, Ben 10. I, uh, I, I, like, I like Hell of a Boss. That's a show I watch too. I watch it with my partner. But uh, one thing that I do have to complain about the show, if you, if, I hope you get where I'm coming from, Richard, is the show has really big issues, as most Marvel things do where they'll have a big episode about a bunch of plot, and it's like, oh, man, I wonder what will happen next. And the next episode, nothing, like, refers back to the big plot point they had in the last episode. Hmm. I think okay. it's more standalone episodes, but they do tie things either, like a, a little base story. I mean, there's not really, I haven't seen much. I mean, I'm only gotten to two, season two, episode three. And I got to admit, the uh, when I fought, you know, seeing the season one, episode eight, that, that song stuck in my head. The cotton candy song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, 
Mike. There's a Cotton Candy song in Hell of a Boss. It the the person who plays that character is Kesha. <laughs> but she only does the talking parts, but she apparently wrote the song and someone else sang the song. Yeah, someone else sang the song because they could not afford to have Kesha make a song for their TV show. <laughs> That's fair. I was really big into Kesha at one point for some, I don't know why. That's a good song. Because their songs are awesome? <laughs> yes, but I, I was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was weird. I was like really big into her. It was before my Taylor Swift, which kind of went away. I'm not as into it as I was, but I don't listen to music. Oh, I do have a question that you guys reminded me of when you mentioned Marvel. Blair, did you watch Secret Invasion? I mean, it was on, and I was I can't say that I watched it. Okay, I I haven't I haven't watched a single episode of it, and I don't even like I'm just like that that came out. I'm like I should watch that one day. I'm like yeah, okay, I'll go back to watching Clone Wars more. You marveled yourself out. (sighs) Marvel marveled me out is what happened. We we watched it because it's the same way with. Ahsoka for us right now, where it's like, okay, I guess it's something for us to turn on while we eat food or something, but it's not like, okay, we have to get home and watch Secret Invasion or Ahsoka right away. It's like, eh. And I'm... And that's still breaking up a lot. Yeah. But since you mentioned Ahsoka, I'm gonna... gonna, I have something to say. I've been... I I got obsessed with Ahsoka for some weird reason. Like, I'm loving the show. I'm watching every day when it comes out or the next day at lunch when I take my lunch break. I've been... I watched all the Rebels because of Ahsoka came out. I'm watching Clone Wars again because of Ahsoka. I bought a Funko Pop of Ahsoka because I'm going to get assigned by the act, the voice actress in November that did Ahsoka Tano. Like it just like I don't, my Star Wars fandom just got like huge all of a sudden because of the Ahsoka show coming out. It's, it's weird. Yeah, that that David Filoni guy really knows what he's doing because I I haven't watched Ahsoka, but I don't mind getting spoilers because of. TikTok and also I still haven't started Rebels, so it's like I'm not I'm not Rebels getting Rebels is Ahsoka. really good, man. Like I know I I know the first season's a little slow. No, just, not even the first season. There are a few episodes in the first season that are like I would say out of the fifteen, less than four are stupid. Oh uh, yeah. I I thought it was the whole first season was bad, and then I went and rewatched it, and I went, oh, this is actually really damn good. The first episode's a little oh. little kiddish because it just is, and then there's a couple others that are kiddish, but overall, that show gets really good, and even in the first season. It, my big issue is I want to give it my full attention. Like I, I don't want to watch that work while I'm working because I know I'm going to not pay attention to work. Well, yeah, you're working. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, Pete. People have talked about how, like, I know someone brought up where they introduced or someone was watching Ahsoka with no previous history with Rebels and they picked it up fine. But I would argue, like, you shouldn't watch this unless you watch Star Wars Rebels. Like, it has zero weight unless you watch Rebels. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could watch it without and get it, but you're missing you're missing a lot. Blair's uh, right. Oh, I also have to watch the last two seasons of Clone Wars. I mean, you I should can't. watch those because those are really good. Yes, but you can. I don't even like Star Wars that much, and I consider like the last season of Clone Wars some of the best Star Wars that I've ever seen. <laughs> really damn good. I'm. I haven't gotten there. I'm. I'm. I'm in season three of Clone Wars currently. But God, that show's good too. I, have you watched all of Clone Wars? Years ago, yeah. And then I'm doing it again. Then I'm going to do it again next year for this podcast, most likely if I can find volunteers. I uh, can go through it in chronological order, not by season order, because there are things that irritate me. Like, oh, that guy died. Oh, wait, he's alive again. Oh, yeah, because this is a time, you know, this takes place before. I'm like, this is annoying me. Okay, because the only thing I didn't see in Clone Wars, because I, I kind of like, like, I watched it when it was on or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever it goes. Yeah, I, I didn't see when Ahsoka got kicked out. Is that like season five? 
Uh, it's four or five because a couple of the seasons don't count. I mean, I sh- okay, I shouldn't say that. They not they don't count that they were done after the original run finished. Yeah, I didn't watch whatever that was after that. There's still one arc that never got published or got it got written in a book, but never in a show like uh, Sajay Ventress's arc is never finished. She just disappears in, in the show, but she dies. She dies fighting Dooku in a book, but they never they were supposed to make an episode of. But then the show got canceled and the sh- I forget, like the show got canceled and it comes back. There's a Netflix season. Or no, there's a Cartoon Network season and there's a Netflix season. And then there's the final Disney Plus season, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, there's a final. That's one I completely haven't seen. I know for a fact. That's just a it's a, just a few arcs. It's short, but yeah, it's really damn. The show's really good. I just can't remember. I think it maybe it's just six and seven that were because I remember one was called the lost the lost episodes. Well, wasn't the story well? What happened is like they they were airing it, and then Disney bought Star Wars, and then they're like, okay, well, we're going to reconfigure our own canon, and we're going to start with Rebels and other things that are ours, mm-hmm. and then they weren't going to do it, and then they just let them finish it. Like, didn't something like that happen? Can't remember. It's something. I need like to look that, yeah. this up now because you have me curious. I just know like the. Shows really. I can't. I can't remember all the stuff that happened. It's like they. It's like okay, we have it, but you can finish it off, and then they say, okay, what you finished off ain't gonna be official. We're just gonna go f you. Here's the finger. Here's here's both of the fingers. The mouse gives the fingers, Uh and then they get another one. So you know. See the problem that it is that it is official, and I think that like I think I I can't remember if I said this out loud or if it was in a post or something where. The problem is that, or like Dave Filoni, but the problem is that Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. I'm just coining a term from Red Letter Media where I think Star Wars is creatively bankrupt. Like they just keep doing the same stories over and over again. Like even watching Ahsoka, like the second I see someone pop a lightsaber, I just get so bored because I'm so (laughs) bored with lightsaber fights. Because even like in this, season or the series because i it's been a while since i watched rebels i watched it when it was airing and then i re-watched it a few years ago like during the pandemic when it didn't have much to do like everyone in the world but i didn't remember ever them talking about sabine being sort of force sensitive uh and, as a guy who just finished rebels there is some talk about it yes when canis tries to train her in the last season a little bit it's but there's not a whole lot, but like, yeah, he makes a comment that it's there. So that that was there, I guess. But I, I thought it was like because they have the, the the episodes where she's basically learning, like using the Mandalorian tools to fight a Jedi. So it's kind of like the tech, like they have a grappling hook instead of the force pull and all, all these other ways to fight a Jedi. Like, I think that's more interesting than just having another Here's the wise master teaching the headstrong student again. Like, it's just so tiring. to. And this is how I feel. I mean, a lot of people feel differently, but it's just a, how I feel about Star Wars. Like, it's OK, here's more stormtroopers. Like, OK, cool. What else do you have? Even like the last season of the Mandalorian, it's like, OK, what are you building up to? Well, it's a it's a guy in black armor and a cape with a lightsaber. It's like, okay, cool. I've seen that before. What else do you have? <laughs> That's Star Wars, though. But I'm I'm okay. I get where you're coming from. I'm okay with it, but I get where you're coming. From. 
I uh, good for Hayden Christensen getting a paycheck. That's what I like. Same. <laughs> he re- that was great. Seeing oh god, seeing the live action Clone Wars scene, the small little scene where they're like, here, we're just gonna put it in haze because we're not gonna bother animate, you know, making all this. Like that was so fucking good, and I'm happy that he got that send off like that. He's gonna keep coming. He back. deserves I'm- that. What Joe? He's gonna keep coming back. I I feel like we're we're gonna get something like they're gonna keep they're gonna keep bringing him back and people are gonna keep liking it because even like me not watching any of Ahsoka, I've seen like the clips on TikTok and even like the scenes I've seen make me tear up just because of how much I, mean, I fucking I love. As long that they man. don't do what Obi Wan did, where they decide to like let's retcon him to when he was like 15 years old before the Clone Wars. Don't no. do that. He's too old, even with the technology. Like, don't you can't go there. I mean, I'm I was okay with this version of him. I mean, they it, they aged they de-aged it and everything. It worked, but you can't go back to him having the ponytail like Attack of the Clone. You cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just that that time is long. I mean, you wanted to shoot that. You better go back in time and shoot that. Like, or get a new actor. Like, it's too late for that. That just makes me upset. <laughs> but no, Ahsoka's. I, I'm loving Ahsoka. Like it, it just renewed my Star Wars in the last. And because of that, I also ended up reading a comic, which not for the show, which is strange for me. I read Darth Vader Volume One and Two. I've just been obsessed with Star Wars lately. Like I'm just in a huge Star Wars mood. Here's something I want to ask because what I love is that I mean this isn't like a spoiler because everyone knows a character is going to show up because that's what they're leading up to. How many instances of media where a character who voiced someone then gets to play the live action version? Because I can't even think of one. Very rare. I, I can I mean Kevin Conroy did sort of. Yeah, yeah. true. But not often though. But not the official one. No. Like and I it, and that's what kind of like man just like Vanessa Marshall is here. Like why do you need to cast Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera? Just put Vanessa Marshall in green makeup. Like it. I don't know. That's why I, I love it's seeing Mary Chopper. Elizabeth Winstead. I I can't argue. I mean, she's Ramona Flowers, you. man. She's I, married to you and McGregor, so it's yes. That's why she's there. But uh, <laughs> I can't I, argue with her being anything. I'm like, all right, I'm sold. Because like, I just think? love Chopper. Because Chopper is just a one for one. He's just Chopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're married. How old is she? I think there's like a ten or eleven, twelve year difference. That's not too bad. Didn't work out for Depp and Amber Heard, but hey. Time you uh, shit in people's beds. Here's something. Apparently, uh, Katie Sackoff, who played Bo Katan in Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Rebels, was offered the role in The Mandalorian. Oh right, yeah, she, I forgot about her. Yeah, she's in there too. I, I she's like the main character of The Mandalorian now. Season three. I'm. You know what? I'm completely okay with that because I'm assuming season four will be completely different, and then we we'll get a movie. So I'm cool. good. I think they're gonna have like style movie where all of these people are just going to meet up and Pedro Pascal is just going to be like in a trailer somewhere just like eh, let my stunt double do it I'm just like I'm popular now. <laughs> I'll just collect the paycheck yeah pretty well he's already can, like for season three he basically came out and said he's like yeah I was just the stunt that's fine I still I, I love Mary. I enjoyed season three Richard are you a big Star Wars fan not a big one I mean I saw like the original trilogy years ago when I was younger but as I got older, I think I moved away from Star Wars and moved more to, towards Star Trek. I mean, I do keep up on some of the lore because some of it is very interesting. But, I, uh, I mean, I even had at one time a comic version of Return of the Jedi. Oh, weird. But I gave that away. The, uh, the one thing I tell people, uh, Blair, is if you are sick of Star Wars or Star Wars stuff, just go watch Visions, which we did for the podcast. And I love every. 
I loved every single one of those fucking episodes, and it's like this is what I want from Star Wars now. That's uh, also yeah, I, I I I did watch that, and I was just bored because it's just like here's another Jedi thing. Like I just don't think Star Wars versus what they think it is, and it's it's why I'm I was disappointed kind of the route that the Mandalorian went because the Mandalorian season one was just here's this guy going on these adventures and then season two was kind of the Iron Man 2 era where it's like, okay, we're going to introduce these characters and spin up and all these shows. I'm like, I don't need to see another Skywalker. I don't need to see another Jedi. Just let this guy like go on his missions. And even like the end of season two, it's like, okay, the whole baby Yoda thing, it's cute. It's adorable. It's, it's played out. I I just never say that. I, there are a few times where my jaw literally dropped and that part Mark and I cheered when Mark Hamill troped the end of season two, I uh, fucking uh, cheered. That, that should have been the end of that story. That was a good ending and it could have been him like springboarding into something else. But then I'm going to see Disney people being like, well, you know, we got to get a new toy ship. We got to keep <laughs> putting out this. And it's like, it's like, boy, you put a baby Yoda in a robot. That's just an action figure, son. <laughs> That is a I mean, to scene. be fair, I have a I have multiple Luke Skywalker Funko Pops holding Baby Yoda. I have two. So yeah. I mean, like the, the Baby Yoda, like the IG unit, like that's just. I don't have that actually, and I'm okay with that. But look, I have an Ahsoka Funko Pop. So look, I don't know, I don't know about you two, but if me and Mike have known Baby Yoda for three seasons, and if anything happened to them, we would kill everyone in the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> I mean, they got to do something. I mean, one thing that's always brought up is like, how do these fit into the sequels? Because these characters aren't there. And it, I, I see it as just they're off somewhere else. Like, you know, I, don't know, I need to rewatch those terrible movies anyway. So or anything else? Anybody else? Anything they want to mention besides Star Wars? <laughs> oh, I do. I'm going to go into a kind of a long tag and I apologize. So if you go to our discord, our lovely. Wait, are you like the creator, Mike, or the pot, the creator? I'm the, the creator. creator the admin, I don't know. I'm the yeah. yeah. The creator of our lovely podcast has given me my own channel called Joe's Anime Corner. So now I'm going to talk about anime for a little bit, uh, but not a lot. One is the uh, the show that I'm still watching. Uh, cue, cue the uh, intro music, by the way. Joe's Anime Corner music, which I haven't made yet. I have been watching a great show, which is called uh, Reincarnated as a Vending Machine in Another World. Uh, I've been watching the last couple episodes of that, and it's almost over. But it having a great time of watching a relationship of a man who's a vending machine and a woman who's strong enough to pick him up on his back. To which what everyone needs is just someone who's strong enough to pick them up on their back and carry them around and sell delicious vending machine goods. Mike, when was Hiroshima bombed? I shouldn't. 44? No, like 45? I don't remember exactly. Somewhere around there. It was, it was, it was 43, and I learned that because... Yeah, you're close. I learned that because one of the episodes, our main character basically can turn into. No, it's 45. Machine. Okay, August it's 45. 6, August 6, 1945. Okay, yeah. Okay, you're right. I was right. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I asked that because you watch a lot of documentaries. But the, the the main character can only turn into vending machines that he's used. And funny enough, he's a freak. So he's tried every single vending machine in Japan. There's an episode where he's like, hey, they're trying to poison us. I will turn into an air purifier that was made in 47 and help save my friends. And I look over at my husband and I'm like, wasn't he Hiroshima in like 43? And he's like, it was 45. I'm like, oh, that's a bad reference. <laughs> but it makes sense because this is in Japan. Yeah, that's uh, I know bringing uh, up that 1945 now is like, oh, yeah, that year is mentioned in uh, I have no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. I forgot. Yeah, that makes sense. 
the other show that I recommend to all three of you, if you haven't, because uh, it, it's it's a brand new show that that's been uh, been created to be live action of a show that has a thousand and forty seven episodes. Uh, the One Piece live action on Netflix. That eight episode series covers the first fifty episodes of the show, and it's pretty good. Uh, so good that my sister watched it and then asked for my anime account so she could watch the show. So uh, I, I recommend that. That's actually a really good show, too. I've been debating it. It's amazing. It it, it It's from the very beginning. Uh, a lot of the cast is extremely lovable. And uh, the story, One Piece is very cartoony, and I'm amazed they were able to translate it into live action. But that's also because, unlike every other live action, the creator of One Piece said, Hey, do you want money to make the show? Yeah. Well, then you better fucking follow my artistic rule. Or you're not getting a fucking penny. And they did. <laughs> if oh only Death God. Note and Cowboy Bebop did that, because I, I was so heartbroken that Cowboy Bebop show. I watched some of it. I was so excited. It was uh, not good. Oh, yeah. That, I haven't that, finished it yet. Yeah, that Cowboy Bebop live action is mediocre at best. And it 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 goes into the whole thing of Netflix higher ups going like, we know what's trendy. We know what's cool memes from whenever this show came out so i i was so i have never been so excited for a show because i love that anime and i remember seeing that opening and like they got the tank song I'm like this is gonna be perfect and then i'm just and the characters look like the like the, the actors look like the characters i'm like and then it was just i watched a couple episodes i'm like this is just stupid yeah i haven't I'm, finished it I'm, i want to review it someday for this podcast but i, I should watch it one of these days i enjoyed have, some of those animes if, if you have no i was sad because Mishakun did not look like the Misha I wanted, so I was very upset. He's, I wanted my goth girl. I didn't get a goth. I didn't get the goth girl I wanted. I was upset. Yeah, you got a regular plain high school girl. <laughs> I, yeah, that that look is just. Mm. Yeah, it's so. a great look, but they they completely fucked it up because their budget was bad. The the only good thing to come from that is William Defoe playing an actual demon. I mean, yeah, no. I actually didn't mind the Death Note movie. I was just upset that Misha wasn't in the black dress because I can't. Yeah, because I love that. Not even I love the black that outfit. Black dress, fishnets, bleach blonde mm-hmm. hair. I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. That was a look for like 2000 for emo. When I uh, was in, I was in uh, Salem recently. I was in Boston area, and man, the, I was like, I was loving it in Salem too. The way that a lot of women are all dressed gothic and stuff. And there was a girl dressed up like Wednesday, and there was a girl dressed up like people from the craft. I'm like, this is awesome. I like it. God, that movie's <laughs> fucking weird. Never seen it. What the craft? Movie. The craft. Oh. And I also took a, a I took a picture of a satanic candle and sent it to, and sent it to Ken. So well, that was cool too. You're going to add that to your list as well, Mike, because I fucking love that movie. Sure. I'll you know, whatever. <laughs> Sp- Spooktober. Spooktober. I know that the one girl from the craft was then in, also in Death Becomes Her, I, I think. Know. Oh, that's a beautiful black comedy. Death Becomes Her. That's a great black comedy. Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, uh Meryl Streep, I think. I am curious about One Piece, though. Now that you say the show is good, I'm I am, curious. I'm, I'm curious about it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never Until watched I know. it. I know of the cart. Uh, I know of the anime. I just never watched. Never watched. You can't. I mean, it, that it, the start that anime is that time is long past. Yeah, yeah no. go back in time. I I 100 agree. Me, my friend, my roommate's a huge fan of it. And one thing that we've been arguing about is she uh she wants to. She's wondering how far the show will get because the show is already at like a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I wonder how far the live action is going to get. And there is a as to which is anime fashion. The anime has a two or three year time skip where they all get upgrades and i'm like it's gonna end before the time skip starts like it's gonna end where they're like oh hey we're gonna go all they basically do like a training arc and i'm like that's where the show is gonna stop and she's like why i'm like because the show gets way too cartoony and they're not gonna have enough money in the budget to do the shit that they do 
I mean, shows, I mean, anime, like, I, at one point, I tried to watch all Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and I got to the Cell Saga when I met my wife, and I was like, okay, and then I just stopped, because I stopped having all that time. Well, given the, the upgrade I see done with Nami and pictures here, I do not see that actress dressing like that. Yeah. Well, there, there's, like, a weird frame of reference that I can think of, which, uh, I'm find a picture, but, like, basically, because the main character is made of rubber, he blows air into his heart. And he basically gets like his power up forms, like kind of like most anime. And like he's he's the main character is basically just this huge, big balloon muscle man. And I'm like, there's no way to translate that into live action. They're not going to get that far. No, they're just going to do like a couple seasons of the show and then end it. I mean, the anime is too damn long. No, nobody like I I, cause I thought about it. I'm like, no, nah, there's any anime like that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm it's too late. I can't. And it's probably because they start doing to get more fan service in there, judging by the outfits. Yeah, well, of course. Tommy <laughs> and Nico Robin, I believe. Yeah. Do you have any other anime stuff you want to mention? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. It's, it's been a pretty dry season for me for anime-wise. Nothing really starts till next season, so that's pretty much it. Okay. Blair, do you have anything else you want to mention? Um. Oh, I just thought I had myself on mute, but I just muted myself. <laughs> I'm also, like, monitoring my internet because I keep seeing poor connection pop up, which is frustrating. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, one thing I will mention, I haven't watched pro wrestling since I was a teenager. And I think I really miss it sometimes, but I don't want to get back into it. But there's a show on stars called Heels, and it's our Stephen Amell, who everyone knows um, from Arrow. And basically, he, he runs like an independent wrestling promotion with his brother. It's something they inherit from their dad. I won't say what happens to the dad because it can be triggering. Go find it for yourself. But it's just wrapped up its second season. And I was just every week, they kind of like have the drama like outside the ring about what's happening with the characters. But then at the end, it's kind of just like a full on like wrestling promotion. And I totally miss like the lights going out. And then the guy just shows up and then the lights go out and everyone's like, no down and like the spectacle of wrestling and it's really well done but i don't think anyone's uh, really watching it or talking about it and season two ended on a cliffhanger and i really hope it gets to come back i know it was in a nebulous area because i think that it's on a channel called stars which was owned by Lionsgate, which sold it off and it's just one of these mergers and acquisition things i saw the equalizer three this week <laughs> like i love me some denzel that's I don't know what, what that else. movie was yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird because you know I, I watched a Chris Suckman YouTube now YouTube personality now film director did it and he, he kind of talked about like the problem with the movie is that uh, there's no threat for him and at the end he's pretty much just like Batman <laughs> like Denzel Washington's character just like moving around this house doing this stuff and just expect someone to jump up and be like oh Jesus the bat it's it's very much that vibe. I saw the live action Gran Turismo movie and it was surprisingly was excellent. It good? Oh, okay. I was curious about this. I I loved it. Really? I just because I, I didn't care and I kept seeing the same trailer. Like every time I saw a movie this summer, I saw a trailer for Gran Turismo. That was my I'm going to the bathroom before the movie starts trailer because I've seen it a million times. I was like, no, I don't care. And then it started getting some good buzz, and then I saw some. I think Chris Stuckman again was talking about it, and I went and watched it. And people use the term like "edge of your seat," and I was like watching these races, like, "Oh, come on, you're gonna get your, your rank." <laughs> uh, 
and I I just got really into it. I, I don't know what to say, and uh, I'm bummed that I never got to see it. I I don't do the the motion seats anymore because it's just too much money for too much of a headache. But I just looked over because it was it was active for that, and I was like, man, I wish I just would have saw this movie and just would have been in the seats when the vroom vroom starts. <laughs> I've never done motion seats, but that might be the one movie I actually would have like been okay with it. I think we did them for one of the, I think it was like Furious Seven, one of the Fast and Furious movies, and it was fun for that because again, like, and I wish I would have did it for Top Gun Maverick one, because uh, um, I think my fiance's brother did it for Top Gun Maverick and said it was super fun. Yes, I remember like Furious Seven, you're sitting in a chair and they rev the engine and the seats are going like crazy, and you're like, okay, I've I've never paid for it ever, but that does sound kind of cool. Maybe the cheapest option. Yeah, I, I do. I do those. I did that seats for uh, I think it was Age of Ultron. I did seats that for, and that one was pretty cool, especially in the opening when they're in the car and they're like going all over the place. But uh, that was actually the first time I did it because I was in Ottawa visiting my brother, and we didn't have that. Uh, we didn't have D box here, and we went and saw. It, and I remember just like when they were landing the plane in Avengers Tower, and the seats were kind of like pivot like the plane, and I thought that was really fun. When you said pivot, something else went in my head. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one, the only thing I learned is not it's not good for tall people because uh, my partner is like six foot three, six foot five, and like maybe after the opening scene where it's it's really heavy in the opening scene where they're like flying around and yeah, blowing up the uh the uh Nazis headquarters, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, the Hydra Struckers compound. Yeah, I look, I look over and my husband's seat's not moving. I'm like, Are you, did your seat break? He's like, no, I'm so fucking motion sick right now. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, you can go ahead and get that off then. Even though I paid like 10 extra dollars, it's fine. It's a thought that. Yeah, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> well, we all agree to it. So it's it's not like I'm not going to judge him anyways because he is really tall. See, uh, I, I don't get motion sick, but I just, when I moved into our new apartment, I bought... I bought a 4K TV, so I have like a 55 inch 4K TV, so I'm not used to lo- things looking that good. <laughs> so I was playing Resident Evil 4 last night, and I was like, "This is honestly making me like a little bit ill because everything just looks so nice." <laughs> okay, anything else you guys want to mention, Richard? No, nothing else on my nothing else on my plate right now. Okay, I got two things. Uh, one, I'm still watching Succession. I'm on almost done with season three. That show is pretty good. It's a show where you hate everybody in the show and want them all to fail. It's weird, but it's a very good show. That's the Righteous Gemstones for me, which we just finished. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that you got to keep watching. You can't just like it, it can be confusing. I'm not enjoying season three as much as I was one and two, but it's still good. It's only four seasons. I'm hoping to finish it soon. Just so to move on. Are, are all the episodes for that an hour? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I like a good half an hour because I was going to watch it and then I saw there was like a 59 minute runtime and I was like, no, I no. Yeah, no, it's all like an hour and you get you. Hey, you get a Scott Pilgrim alumni, uh, McCall, the one of the McCall, one of the McCulkins. I forget the guy's name. Yeah, uh, the one from Scott Pilgrim. He does a great job in this show, in this movie, in this show, though. He can act. Mm. He's playing an asshole, which reminds me of Wallace, too. But he does a great job. <laughs> God, I love Scott Pilgrim. And I guess just a little bit since last thing to kind of wrap it up, I'll, I'll talk. I went to Boston, as I've kind of mentioned on a couple episodes now. <laughs> and I'm going to mention again. So, yeah, Boston's cool. People are fucking terrible driving. I learned how to drive and I became a way better driver in my four, two days driving around Boston than I was in my life. Because, woo, do you have to be aggressive? 
you drive. Whew. I mean, if you put your search shuttle on, they don't let you in. You just you just speed up and force your ass in, and you make them stop. Like, and that's just how you drive there. So yeah, if the lights if the lights red and you want to cross, you just fucking cross and run for your life. Like that's just awesome. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a great fucking experience. And then we met we met Robert England, which I mentioned in another episode. Prime paradox. Great, great guy. Super nice. Everything was just fun. It was just a really good time. I, Did you chew out someone because his table was dirty? Oh, I just got mad because people were freaking signing the having the knife hand signs, and oh, I, that irritated me because I was second, in, I was third person in line after waiting for two and a half hours, and they were taking the people with the knives to get them out of the way. And I'm like, uh, I'm right here. Like, fuck those people. You put the knife, you hide it somewhere, and they can wait in line. I've been here two and a half hours. Like, let me get out of here. Yeah. I've been standing in this one spot of cement for two and a half hours. My feet hurt, but no, it was great. It was a great fucking experience. Just everything with it. And now I want to watch Swamp Thing because I Ooh. met the guy that played Swamp Thing. Real fucking nice guy. He, and he said something that really made me sad. He said there were going to be three seasons of Swamp Things and then three seasons of Justice League Dark. Wow. And yeah. I just, and my wife looked at me, I didn't know about Justice League Dark. I'm like, yeah, because it never happened. Wasn't he just cast as Metamorpho in the Superman film? I don't know. If, if he was, I can now say I have a picture with Metamorpho. Cause I, he took a picture with me, too. Because my wife paid to get him to sign her poster and got a picture with him. And he's like, you want a picture, too? I'm like, sure, why not? We just spent $50. Why not? <laughs> and this is the Swamp Thing TV show that was on DC Universe, not the 80s film. No, no, the the, the DC Universe one. I'm glad you, you you were thinking the same thing I was thinking at first. No, it's the DC like... Universe. He also played Jason in the 2009 Friday the 13th movie. Big, He's a big guy. He is tall. Oh. But, but no, I mean, I, I, I want to watch Swamp Thing now. And the only way to watch Swamp Thing is to sail the seven seas arc. So that's what I'm going to be doing at some point. Because it doesn't exist anywhere. Fuck it. Well, yeah, I mean, right? something like that. I'm like, you don't want me, if you were not going to let me stream it. Or I mean, I guess I could buy it, but I'm not going to buy it. So we'll see. I forgot. You can buy it. Is it on DVD? I don't know. You can buy it on Voodoo. Who do? You do. Uh, I think it's on Voodoo. Uh, I think you can buy them on, you can buy it on YouTube too. But... <laughs> I mean, if it, uh, I, I thought it'd be on Max, and I was kind of like, "Why is this not on Max?" Because Max got rid of anything that's fucking good. Well, Max got rid of anything they had to pay anybody. Oh, Max just oh, ever since that freaking what is it with this? With like the the, the 2020s will be known for shitty CEOs that take over a company and just ruin it. Like, I mean, they didn't ruin WB, but like he did not help that guy Zaslow took over WB, and then you have the and you have Elon Musk taking over Twitter and just fucking up Twitter to all end. Yeah. Speaking. I'm thinking of a different guy from Swamp Thing. It's a, it's a different actor, so I misspoke. <laughs> no, but no, they were supposed to be a, a few different. See, yeah, I, when he said that, I was like, man, that Justice League Dark would have been so fucking cool. I would have liked it. So, yeah, that show only went one season because they didn't get their tax break or something. Mm-hmm. So they canceled it immediately. Oy. But funny enough, you mentioned that I just saw something on Twitter and it's it's uh, some guy that used to work for WB and whatever. And he basically came out and said, he's like, since it's been a while, he can say it. When Man of Steel came out, like every CEO had like a meeting and was like, all right, how do we turn Man of Steel into the Avengers? We need like a powerhouse. And apparently they. Oh, assumed, yeah. David Goyer. Yeah. The yeah. Writer. Yeah. They said that they they were they are whenever Man of Steel came out, they planned like what, 10 movies. And like every other week was just someone coming in and like getting rid of movies and adding him, adding more movies to it or some shit. See, the part you have to actually release the movies and make mm-hmm. them like that. that they didn't. They missed that part. And well, you it, have to start your universe with a good one. 
Yeah. It, well, Man of Steel is okay, I think. I've been a long uh, time, so I can't. I've only seen it <laughs> once. I thought in theaters when it first came out, and I remember I liked it. But again, that was, what, over 10, 15? How many, that's over 10 years ago. Easy, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, 10 years ago this summer. Look, I, I don't want to start any arguments, because the last thing I want to do is get attacked by, like, Man of Steel fans. But, like, My like that movie, epic. that is okay. I do not want to watch a Superman movie where Superman makes out with Lois Lane while they're being showered by the debris of hundreds of thousands of dead people. (laughs) (laughs) I need to rewatch this movie. All right. Here's something fun for you. I know we spoke about live action uh, voiceover actors playing live action versions of their character. Yes. Okay. Our John Constantine, Matt Ryan. Fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. He played the live action John Constantine, and he voices them in the in the DC animated stuff. Yeah, but I think that was he fell. It was live action first, then animated afterwards. Yeah, I know it's the reverse order. <laughs> what happens? I, though? I thought yeah. it counts. But man, was he he was fucking perfect for Constantine, and we did not get enough. We makes me sad. We got a show, didn't we? Like what? what he, had, he was on like three or four seasons of Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, I guess I didn't watch it. There was a Constantine show, 13 episodes. He reprised the role for Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. He also played a character named Gwyn Davies on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, with the last season, he like, he, the actor came back, but he was a different character or something. I yeah, never watched it. Yeah, it said main role, se- uh, season seven. Batwoman, Flash play john constantine and he also voiced a character in the harley quinn series no that's cool oh he's yeah, a, he's I forgot. Such a good... yeah he's... <laughs> i forgot oh, yeah. about legend of tomorrow i watched a bunch of it then i just fell off completely and i have no interest in ever going back same oh, yeah. here i saw a few episodes of that and just never wanted to watch it again i i have one show i want to talk about really quickly too speaking of bringing up the matter <laughs> Sure. The fourth season of Harley Quinn ended, and the beginning of that show is great. The middle is meh, but the ending of that season fixes every issue I had with that season and also teases what's to come. So, as usual, I'm really excited for the next season of Harley Quinn. Yeah, I was just... Man, I just want to give Bane on that show a big old hug and tell him oh, yeah. going to be okay. I was so happy at the end of the valentine's day special when he finally got some love that bane continues to be the best part of that fucking show i don't care what anyone says otherwise yeah he he has a whole arc in this new season about him finding a handle for a pasta maker (laughs) because he really wants to fuck uh Nora Freeze. Nora Freeze. For no reason, he's just like, I'm in love with this woman, and I'll do anything for her. And he's like, continue. No, because I'm just looking up this one person that's in it, and I'm like, this kid's the the like one person that's uh, in Harley Quinn, and I'm trying to think of where else I've heard this name before. I can't find what it was. Jacob Tremblay. He was from Room. He was in uh, Good Boys. He 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 was in ah, that movie. There's the name. There's there. There it is. That's the one I'm thinking. Wonder. Is a movie called Wonder? Yes, based off the book. He Wait, played. is this the one with Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire? No, that's Wonder Boys. I'm thinking of something yeah, else. Wonder, based off the book Wonder. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh boy. Oh, the movie. <laughs> something I didn't realize. I I I haven't watched. I used to watch a lot of Channel Awesome back in the day. I, I don't now, but I used to watch Lankara 
And he kept talking about this character called like Snowflame, who gets powers from doing cocaine. <laughs> and they brought him back for this season of Harley Quinn. Like this guy showed up, and I was like, "Is that Snowflame?" And it was Snowflame. He like powered up when he did a line. Yeah, that part's really fucking funny. Agreed. No, I was just I... looking this guy up and looking him up, and like, oh, he plays that character. I'm not mentioning a name. Don't okay. like the character. We don't like the character. Okay. okay. All right. Any last? I think we should probably wrap this up because it's almost two hours long raw, and I have to edit this by Tuesday. So, any last things you guys want to say? No. Nope. All right. And Richard, where can people find you at? You can find me up on my YouTube channel, Rich Kale, up on you. As of right now, I have actually cracked 500 uh, subscribers. I'm happy about that. <laughs> you can also find my stuff up on, like, writing stuff up on places like fanfiction.net. Archive of our own comic vine, usually under my name or like Rich Kale or Rich Skits Kale, something like that. <laughs> okay. And Blair, where we will find you at? You can find me on the various social media platforms at Blarcade. I don't have any invites to give, sorry, but um, I'm in Blue Sky. That's kind of my new favorite one because the other one is going under, which is moving. Makes me sad. Um, you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot lately because I'm just mired in moving, but um, keep an eye out over the next month and a bit because there's a lot coming, like Hellboy, the Arkham Trilogy, Spider-Man 2, and Turok 3. So going to have coverage on all of those. Okay. And also, I just followed you on Blue Sky because I'm on Blue Sky too now, thankfully. I don't use it much, but I'm there. Oh, great. And if you enjoyed this show, you can find over 500 episodes of this podcast. We do games, movies. We do this every month for like over two years now. So there's tons of this. You just want to hear random games we've been playing and shit we've been up to. So definitely check all that out. You can find everything on Podbean. So if you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes, everything's on Podbean. Check that out. Uh, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon with a little dog vote in our Patreon poll. We have a poll every month right now. It's a, ho- a horror movie poll. Horror movie poll. A movie's Mike has never seen. So definitely go do that little dog. You can vote in the poll. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. You also see a link to all her stuff. And I have a link tree in the notes of this episode. So if you go check that out. And as I mentioned earlier, we have Discord. You'll see links in the show. Please join our Discord. Chat with us. So I'm always happy to have more people join. I need more people to join. <laughs> so <laughs> we have more stuff to say. So definitely go join that. And I want to shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. He started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check out his show also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, and on YouTube, but audio only. But we are, just follow me wherever. (laughs) I appreciate it. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya.